Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 198. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road. Ho, 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 Andy. Hello. I think I'm I ended the sports pod saying the same thing, but I feel like that was a year ago already. That's too much Christmas for me. I'm not ready yet. Oh, it's almost over, so got to get it out of your system now. Yeah, I bought some eggnog, um, but I haven't opened into it yet, so I forgot. You know, it's a funny thing. As you say that, I had poured a, a big old glass of it for uh, my enjoyment as we record, so I'm uh, sucking down some nog over here right now. Wow, that's that's why you're in the spirit, I'm, and I'm not. Yeah, it's a magical time over here. I got the Christmas lights on behind me. It's a wonderful time. Uh, but yeah, so uh, thank you for hitting that uh, or tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Also, be on the lookout for the best of 2020 podcast. That'll uh, it, when's that coming out, Andy? Uh, it will be out next week. Next week, as you're hearing this. So I've got the time to do the uh, editing. It's very exciting. We've already uh, started working on it, and uh, it's always fun going down memory lane of the year and just kind of hearing the goofs and what we thought was going to happen and, and so on and so forth. And on a crummy overall year, let's look back at the good stuff or uh, just some random things here and there that make you laugh. You'll want to uh, check that one out. So tune in next week for that one. But uh, should we just kick things off? Uh, it is Christmas time. And uh, I don't know if you're watching much TV, Andy, if you're getting commercials. Uh, I guess you will be now if you're watching any of the basketball games. But uh, have you seen a Walgreens commercial for uh, presents? Maybe. So just let me uh, set the, the stage here. It, it starts with like a dog under the bed where a present is and it's chewing it up. And uh, it was like a bottle of perfume or something. And so this guy's like, shit, I need to get like a replacement gift. But it's so close to Christmas. I'll never go back to, you know, the department store and get it. And uh, he's like, I got it. He drives to Walgreens and gets the exact same perfume. Okay. So the whole thing is get your gifts at Walgreens. It's like, yeah, I'm sure my family would love to get, you know, a box of batteries from me. Like, Well, I think it, the implication here is that Walgreens has all kinds of good stuff, including brands you could find at the, at the department store. But I'm curious, um, why didn't he buy the first copy at Walgreens? You make it sound like a DVD. I, I, I mean, maybe he did. But I don't know that for a fact. But yeah, and well, what I mean, you they're not exactly selling and I don't really know perfumes, but they're not exactly selling, you know, Dior at Walgreens. It's probably, you know, Martha Stewart collection or something. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. At least I don't think there is. I don't know. I think it depends on what you ask. Is one of those things where the bottle was intact and then he slipped in the new juice into the fancy bottle? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think that would be. I don't know if a dog chewed through the thing, but I just saw that commercial. I was like, we have to talk about that. I was like, this seems so silly. It's like I get ordering things on Amazon, Target, or anything like that, obviously, but I would never, ever, ever shop at you know Save On or Rite Aid or Walgreens for Christmas. I think I I would. I mean, you get there's all kinds of great snacks they have there. They usually have. some trolley is usually all like buy one, get one 50% off at like CVS. So, well, if anyone needs any last minute gifts for Andy, 
trolley. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. There's like Mountain Dew Code Red. I'll take any Mountain Dew I can get. No, well, anyone <laughs> listening who uh, wants to give you some fan mail, they know where to shop for you. Okay, well, uh, let's move on from Christmas stuff uh, because it might even be uh, December 26th when they're hearing this. I don't even know. Uh, let's talk about Jackass. Yeah, it was it's, that was a fun time. Uh, Remember that? How old are these guys now? They're going to make Jackass. Is it four? It is four. So uh, I think the, the show, the MTV show, it goes dates back all the way back to the late 90s, I want to say, is when that first came out. Um, but yeah, I think they're all, that looks like 2000. October 1st, 2000 is when it first came out. Um, but yeah, it's it's very old and um, they're all at least in their 40s, I believe, and maybe even 50. Let's see, Johnny Knoxville's 49. I would think he he's the oldest. Yeah, he's kind of the ringleader. Yeah. Although, let's see. Yeah, Steve-O's 46. Um, I would say those are probably the two older guys. I don't know. But yeah, they're they're not uh, they're not kids anymore. And it's not like they were necessarily kids when it first started. They were wasn't a bunch of 19 year olds. So, but so, it's been it's been a while. So Jackass three came out in 2010. Um, but they're they're doing Jackass four. And it, yeah, it even says, you know, after 10 years, the Jackass crew is back for their final crusade. Yeah, I mean, they've tried a bunch of different things, like the different characters in the show have had spinoffs. Uh, there's Bam's show, remember? Which yeah, what had was his... called? <sighs> All right, I'm on the Wikipedia page. I will find it. Uh, Viva La Bam. There it is. And it had his whole family, including his uh, uncle, who turned out to be a pedophile. Yeah, that was that was fun. And then, of course, his like his best friend, uh, who's also part of the crew, Ryan Dunn, he uh, died after the third movie was made. So and then Bam himself had so many problems. Um, he's, he was been in and out of rehab like as recently as last year. But they're all back together. Uh, the whole crew is there making this fourth movie, including Bam. And so that sounds like he's doing well, but. Uh, again, they're older men trying to do these stunts and, uh, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. And, uh, already this movie just started filming last week already. Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O, uh, ended up in the hospital. Yeah. And do we know what kind of injuries they are? Uh, just bone injuries, probably bruises. Uh, it didn't sound serious. Like it didn't sound like, oh, they're in critical condition or anything, it kind of sounded like, yeah, they probably uh, broke some bones or had some bad bruises and had to go uh, to the hospital for precautionary measures. Uh, There was an interview with Bam and he was describing what the stunt was, is that they were um, on treadmills holding like tubas and they kept speeding up the the treadmill as fast so that they would eventually fall. But again, they're now pushing a 50 and uh, falling down on the treadmill holding a tuba uh, probably did some damage. So, Yeah, and it's almost kind of like the thing, like you wonder, did they plan to like hurt themselves so that everyone would talk about it? Like this is some some underground marketing here? Yeah. I mean, they're Uh, obviously going to get hurt regardless of whatever show or bit they're recording. 
I mean, they got hurt before, so I think there probably was some injuries that you just never heard about because there really wasn't the internet wasn't the same when they were making the other movies. Um, yeah, that's true. I guess now the days the whole thing is the world is one big high school, and uh, the trolls are, I guess, quote unquote, the cool kids, if you will. So I have to imagine that they're going to try to lessen the amount of like dangerous stuff they're doing or stuff that involves their uh body there there were other things they could do other things that it's that are still funny little bits um but they have to do some stuff and this doesn't even sound that's that dangerous so i don't know what that means for the the future i mean they they've already the had to delay again they can do what the goldfish trick uh yeah yeah that's that doesn't involve uh your bones but i, I mean they've already they've already delayed the production of this movie because of COVID and now they're like, ah, oh, let's fuck it. Let's do it. Maybe, maybe that'll be one of the stunts is they'll all get it. And then they film them. Film them doing what? Walking around like, yeah, we're all going to make ourselves barf to try and get rid of it. <laughs> they'll cough or something. And then, Whoa, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, I look for that next year. <laughs> and is that like a straight to like Amazon or anything? No, that's that's a theatrical release. That it says September third, twenty twenty one. Wow. I think things. I think there'll be theaters again then. So. Oh, I would hope so. But yeah, it just. I mean, I'm not going to go see this in theaters. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've never never saw any of them in theaters. So. Really. No. Hmm. I was too cool. I was like, I don't want to be a fan of that stuff. Yeah, you don't have got time for that. All right, well, let's uh, move on to a reboot of Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, this was announced this week that Seth MacFarlane will be uh, producing a remake of Revenge of the Nerds, which if you go back and watch that original movie from the 80s, it's it's, it's got some problems. Um, the nerds, while they're nerds and get picked on, are actually like pretty awful people. It includes like, uh, like uh, there's a rape scene and it's not like, oh shit, a rape scene. It's like, the protagonist is committing the rape and you're like supposed to cheer him on. And that's real weird to watch now. Um, despite it being still somewhat of a, like a classic. Uh, so it makes sense to uh, remake this and uh, maybe pull that part out of it. You know, I never really got into those period. I honestly never, I don't think I've seen any of them all the way through. I mean, the first one's the only one that you really would watch. It's one of those things where, like, uh, where they just kept making more of them. Like, I think the second one had the full cast, but was terrible. And then there was like a third one that was like, uh, like ten years later. I remember it had the. Uh, do you remember the Del Taco guy, the guy in the commercials for Del Taco, from like the year two thousand two to the year two thousand twelve? You know, I'm not up to date on my uh, <laughs> Del Taco commercials. He was the Del Taco guy for a long, long time. I pretty much only remember the dog for Del Taco or Taco Bell. Oh, that's Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that guy was like the star of like Revenge of the Nerds 3. So you got that. that that's what it was. Uh, but the original Re- Revenge of the Nerds had uh, John Goodman as the football coach. Oh, that's in a big cool. role. But that's, yeah, that's definitely cool. Uh, but yeah, Seth MacFarlane is going to produce this and it's going to be written and starring the Lucas Brothers, who I have not heard from in quite some time. Uh, these were the uh, the twins. Um, from 22 Jump Street. Do you remember these guys? No. They were like two, they're just like two black guys that were like stoners. Um, 
and they had like a comedy career. Uh, they were in 22 Jump Street, I remember. Um, Are they then, in, uh, uh, what's that, Pete Holmes show? Uh, yes, uh, they were in They were in Crashing in the 2018 episode Too Good. Yeah, I know that one. Okay. Oh, those guys. <laughs> yeah, they, they popped up in, in a bunch of different things, but never really made it. So uh, they're going to get to write and star in this movie. So, Well, there you go. Someone will watch it. I'm sure he'll make it funny. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, Seth MacFarlane seemed like he was like ascendant for like one year. He did Ted and was like, wow, he's going to escape Family Guy and do all these cool things. And then that never happened. So, Well, then um, he made uh, the Wild West movie that sucked. Yeah, but I'm sure I think Seth MacFarlane at this point has like $2 billion. So, uh, yeah, who cares? He doesn't really need a hit. Yeah, many. I mean, he uh, cheated death. So. Well, yeah, that was before it all. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless. Okay. Uh, let's move on to. We got a couple of few trailers or what? Tell us about the uh, Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. If you watched uh, The Mandalorian, make sure you stick around uh, through the end credits. Uh, there is a a teaser for a new newly announced uh, Star Wars show. So last week we talked about like. 94 new Star Wars shows announced for Disney Plus. Um, but they took a book out of my, my page, or I guess, you know, everyone's page, everyone, everyone's presentation. Uh, they had one more thing, and they weren't going to announce it then. They were going to announce it uh, with the uh, end of the TV show. Uh, but the Book of Boba Fett, a new Star Wars series, uh, will air next December. Uh, a spinoff starring uh, Boba Fett, who you didn't know uh, has been in this this season of the Mandalorian. So I hope uh, that didn't spoil anything for you. I hope you knew that already, but I did. Yeah. So he was the guy looking for his armor, right? That uh, Oilifant was wearing. Yeah. So he came back uh, later on, got his armor, and now he's going to do his own adventure. And uh, I really enjoyed the little teaser. Had some good fan service there for you. Um, but this, this could be cool. I mean, that's an iconic character. Like what was that was, such a big deal even before like the prequel movies uh, like established the backstory of that character he was just this mysterious guy who looked cool but yeah i mean he had a rocket on his back yeah and he uh he could fly Dar- darth vader told him no disintegration disintegrations and you're like what the fuck does that mean like does this guy disintegrate people like that was like fucking ridiculous he was so cool and uh this yeah. is like every uh, boy's dream every uh 45 year old boy's dream is a boba fett show and yeah no power there. tools also <laughs> i feel uh, like we're both walking on a, a thin line right there about a stepbrothers reference for some reason yeah well that i mean a year from now so that, that's good disney plus is you know increasingly getting better as time goes on you know they have more time to make better things and whatnot but the pageantry alone on these Star Wars things makes it worth watching. Yeah, I think they've got a good um, like team of like, what do you think people want here? Um, and as far as yeah, imagery and stuff like that, they're like, this is probably number one on the list. It's this little, I mean, if you bring back Boba Fett and then, oh, use it a one episode little thing. Like, no, there was a reason you were setting up something bigger. So, well, giddy up. Okay, well, moving right along. Uh, tell us about a, uh, trailer for a movie. Was it like 30 years in the making? 
Coming to America. And yes, so Coming to America, that's T.O. America, uh, came out in the 80s, late 80s, like 1988. Uh, one of the uh, the big Eddie Murphy 80s movies, I would say, um, while he was still like the biggest comedy star in the world. Uh, and now coming to America with a, the, the number two in the middle there uh, will be out uh, next year in 2021 uh, straight to Amazon Prime. Uh, so the sequel, so it's been 32 years and uh, everyone's coming back. Eddie Murphy's coming back. James Earl Jones. When I heard his voice there, I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's great that he's able to come back. I think he's like 90 at this point. Uh, Arsenio Hall, which I don't know what Arsenio Hall's done in the last 25 years. Um, he's got time. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is in this one. Oh, that's great. And his paycheck was actually made payable to uh, the yeah. uh, United States. So uh, I'm I'm optimistic because uh, the uh, Dolomite movie that came out last year uh, with Eddie Murphy and also at Wesley Snipes was pretty good. And I think Eddie Murphy kind of maybe figures something out that he's he's back in a way where it's like you don't overdo it and make sure you have other people like doing some jokes and it's not all on you. Because I don't know, like what was that was the one uh, Norbit was like the last. Yeah, like, I haven't watched much of that stuff. That was like the last one that he did like on his own. Uh, but this one still has the uh, the classic thing where he's playing the nine different characters. So, um, but as long as that's like one or two bits in the movie and not the entire movie, that's a that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll watch that, especially if it's just on Amazon. It's easy. Yeah. Well, I believe it actually is coming out to theaters like now if you want to go uh, to Alaska or something. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to do that. Uh, technically, okay, released December 18th uh, into theaters. So you so, can go to like Texas or uh, Florida to watch it. Yeah, I don't I, <laughs> I can wait. It's one, I think it's it. one of those things where they put everything in theaters like in one like, little place just to say it did. Going to make like $7,800. Yeah. Well, it's the little things, you know. Oh, I'm sure Bezos gave them a, a, a good amount of money. So, yeah, of course. I'm just talking about what it's going to make at the box office, yeah. which one day will bring back those uh, intriguing things. Oh, it's in the news story right here. $125 million is what they got for it. So, uh, I think they turned a profit. I highly doubt this. Uh, I highly doubt Arsenio Hall was asking for like five mil for this movie, right? I would say 4.5 probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't have an estimated budget. I usually look for that because it's interesting to me. Doesn't show. Oh, okay. and this is the uh, the same director as the Dolomite movie. So, seems to be the same team behind it. So, that's good. Just bring back everyone. If that, if that worked, that's the best thing Eddie Murphy did in years. Why not? About Beverly Hills Cop. I said in years. Oh. Although I, I feel you meant like coming to America. No, no, no. I'm saying that the Dolomite movie was the best thing he had done in years. So just bring back that whole team. Um, I feel like he was going to do another one of these. Like they were going to do like Beverly Hills Cop 4 or something. I would like, like to see him work with Judge again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Judge would like to get some work. That's. Long time. I recently watched him in uh, the Santa Claus. 
And, yeah, he uh, was like the stepdad, right? Yeah, and you know, he, pl- he plays like a psychiatrist or something. And when he's trying to explain or his kid's explaining something to him about how he's, you know, Santa, the look on his face is like, here, here's my card. And he's so fascinated with yeah. this guy. Like he could be, you know, writing this huge, uh, you know, volume of this nut job, Tim Allen. It's pretty good. Yeah, I loved it. That was that was the thing. I think we've talked we talked about this recently, but that was the thing in the nineties was they're always like the stepdad was like kind of a bad guy, except they were actually like in real life, like they were actually really good. Yeah. Like he he was just a good guy. I uh Carrie Elwes from uh Liar Liar was the same thing. It's like this guy's a good dude, but like you have to hate him because he's the stepdad. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh, they have to be the bad guy. But then you watch it now, it's like, no, that guy was cool. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I never really liked Liar Liar. Uh, not my favorite movie, but I don't remember the, the reference well. makes sense. Uh, well, tell us about The Little Things. Okay. The Little Things is uh, actually kind of a big thing. Uh, do you remember the HBO Max uh, deal we talked about that Christopher Nolan almost uh, hung himself about? Yeah. So, all the, uh, all the Warner Brothers movies scheduled for 2021... Uh, are now going to come to HBO Max simultaneously to their theatrical release. Uh, and remember, it's only for one month, so that is important. You mean one year? Uh, no, it is one month. Oh, they're only on there for one month. They're only on HBO Max for a month until they're pulled again, and then they'll probably en- end up back on HBO Max sometime then, later. Then they go back to the Disney vault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the first one from this deal is going to be uh, The Little Things. It's coming out January 29th, 2021. And, and again, one of the reasons that HBO or Warner is doing this is because these movies were shot two years ago and were supposed to come out this year. And then they're like, well, we can't put movies out. So, what do we do? So, this was supposed to be come out already. Um, so, they don't want to just hold this forever. And so, this was filmed at the end of 2019. Um but it's uh, starring Denzel Washington as Whoa. a Kern County Sheriff. So that's Bakersfield. So I'm already interested there. Uh, Denzel as a cop is like always good. Yeah. It's just even if the movie is not that good, just him being a cop like elevates it by like 20 points there. And then uh, Rami Malek is a uh, works for L.A. So there's some sort of uh, serial killer investigation that these two guys from the different uh, from the big city, one from the big city, one from, you know, Bakersfield. Uh, they have to work together just to solve this. And then Jared Leto plays the uh, the lead suspect. Just so a I creepy dude. I would have flipped that on its ear. I would have assumed Rami Malek was the serial killer. I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's. It's the profile. But I guess so does Jared Leto. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of where the movie is headed is like, wait, like these guys are all kind of fucked up, aren't they? Um Hey, not Denzel. The end of the trailer there uh, was a real power move. Where so all three of those actors have won Oscars, and they they had to show that on there. Like, but they did it like slowly, revealing like like oh yeah, I know Denzel. We all know Denzel. Denzel is one of the all time greats. Uh, but these other guys, they also have won Oscars. So well, I'm, I'm I really look forward to this one. Yeah, this is this is not something that was on my radar. Um, I remember when I read the list of things that were coming out. Uh, I think I just even skipped this over. Like, oh, what is that little thing? So I don't know what that is. It's a dumb um, name. Uh, it makes sense in the trailer because it's from a line that Denzel says. So. I'm sure it does. And, you know, once you see it, I haven't seen the trailer. 
but because there's big little lies, there's pretty little liars. It, little is getting used too often. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was really confusing also when then uh, Hulu did that one. It was like little fires everywhere. Exactly. But also Reese Witherspoon made it that one. It doesn't make any sense. You just, there's other words. Yeah. Uh, I did see a good comment on this that uh, this is true detective season four. That's what this kind of reminds me of. Ah. It's like, I think it's a great uh, way to frame this. Well, and it's, it's, like, oh, and it's two hours long versus six or eight. Yeah. I can get behind that. But also, you only have a month to decide, so. Two hours to watch within a month is doable. Yeah. I assume it's two hours long. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, uh, Lord of the Rings or anything, so don't worry. Hmm. Or I guess the Irishman is probably the right reference for that now. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, anything else to add before we get into what we've been watching? That's all the news uh, from this week that I think was important. All right, well, we'll get into what we've been watching right after a word from our sponsor, the Clipless Leash, the uh, dog leash that you've been waiting for. And uh, if you head to thecliplessleash.com, formerly the Simple Doggy, and uh, plug in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you a 65% off one of these dog leashes. It's unbelievable like i said last week i don't know how long they can do this for so uh head there quickly and uh, pick up the dog leash you've been waiting for head to thecliplessleash.com plug in promo code tony and you're gonna get 65 percent off one of the greatest dog leashes ever all right uh i've got one thing andy well that's that's disappointing it's been busy yeah i know but that's fine and you have six? I don't. I only have... I have three plus one. So four? <laughs> it's not a full one, so... Well, uh, actually, hold on. Let me uh, let me back it up. I have uh, three minus two. Okay, that sounds better. See what I, like I did that. there? Yeah. Well, what do you got? Uh, all right, I'll just I'll just start off with the the first thing. Uh, I watched the Outpost on Netflix. This is the uh, war movie that came out earlier this year. Uh, didn't really <laughs> came out when there weren't any theaters and no one really knew that it existed. And it like came to Netflix after like three weeks of being available for rental. It was a little a quick turnaround, but. Um, I decided to watch it as I was, it was uh, canceling Netflix, so I watched it, I think, on my last night. Uh, it is a uh, set in Afghanistan. It is... Uh, I had to look it up because I was kind of confused, like, what time period that this was 2009. So, remember, we were in Afghanistan for, like, a 300 years, I think. Yeah, it was well before I was born. Yeah. So, uh, this actually was 2009. So, like, Obama was already president. Uh that's the timeline there, but it was about uh, this uh, outpost in this valley that we were holding, and it was just a, a terrible target that it was so easy to attack that the uh, like the villagers there could just easily go hide in the bushes up in the hills and, and fire down onto this base, um, and it was just always having accidents and and 
people hated it. All the leadership was always cycling in and out and it was just kind of like a disaster to hold this. And then eventually there was this big battle where like the actually Al-Qaeda came in and like 400 people came and uh, surrounded this base and they had to fight them off. So, um, and this is all a true story. This was a book uh, by Jake Tapper, the CNN guy, actually wrote this uh, book. So, it's it's interesting. It doesn't really dive into the politics of it. It's really just a story of this, uh, the soldiers there and everything. And uh, it might be a little slow when it's before uh, all the action happens. But the final battle season scene is probably around 45 minutes. And it is pretty great. So, I think it's worth watching just for that. So, I watched that when it was... It was before it went to Netflix, I'm pretty sure. It was a dollar rental on uh, iTunes, which I've realized I need to stop doing and I have because like three hours after that, I find it on Amazon or Netflix or, you know, 20 minutes later, it's available somewhere else for free. So I've... uh, Yeah, that's usually the dollar. The dollar things are usually something heading to streaming like really soon. Yeah, so I've learned my lesson, uh, but... The annoying thing is I watched about an hour of it and then we didn't finish it. And so, yeah, uh, it was very slow what we saw, but it was still interesting. Uh, Little Eastwood does a good job. Uh, I also was happy that the little uh, dickhead wasn't in it that, that, that long of, you know, whatever the hell his name is. The guy who'd think is the star. Um, he's a <laughs> little prick the- from Troy. Yeah, Orlando Bloom. Yeah, that guy. The guy you would think would be the star of the movie, yes. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It depends he's, on who you ask. He's one of the uh, the leaders that cycles in and out. Yeah. But what I like I said, what I saw, I enjoyed. But yeah, I need to finish it. Yeah, just, just that last sequence alone, I think, is, is, is worth it. Um, even if you want to <laughs> skip the whole thing, just watch that. I'm like, I just want to see the shooting. That's fine. Although, uh, one warning, there is dog violence. So, I don't know if you got to that point in the movie. I don't think so. I was pretty upset. So, some people might not like that. Interesting. Okay, what else did you watch? Uh, The next thing I have is Dumbo. The uh, Tim Burton version from 2019. Available on Disney Plus, of course. Uh, I was excited about this movie when it was in production because not only was it Tim Burton, but uh, Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito as well. So uh, bringing back the the crew from one of my favorite movies of all time, Batman Returns. Uh, But then the reviews came out and I think it was like in the 40s on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't like it means it's a watchable movie, but not something you need to see. So it's 46 and 48 critics and audience respectively. And and that's that's bad that the audience is 48 because audiences are usually a little more lenient when it comes to these things. Um, but uh, the movie stars Colin Farrell. He's a war veteran who lost his arm and comes back to the circus, which is not doing as well. But then, you know, as you know, they get if you know the story, they get Dumbo and he can fly. That's that's basically the, that's the basic of the uh, the Disney story. But it does. What I like about this one is that it does diverge from the, the Disney story, unlike Aladdin or Lion King or any of these other remakes. It is its own thing. Uh, it in- introduces the Michael Keaton character, who's the the big time like New York City circus guy who's building his own uh, crazy, super fancy thing. And he wants Dumbo, of course. And 
Uh, I love seeing Michael Keaton late era is only a villain at this point. Um, because he's just so good at it. But I, I hate that you kind of know already. It's like, oh, that's Michael Keaton. There's something wrong with him. Uh, yeah. but he was he was great. Uh, DeVito was funny, although I was thinking while watching this, and, and maybe they, they just couldn't get it done or it would be too weird. I have a rum ham. No, they needed Charlie as his assistant or something. He didn't have like an assistant. There was like a joke where like the strong man um, also doubled as his like uh, bookkeeper. And I was thinking this whole time he needed like an assistant to yell at and it should have been Charlie. Yeah, they could both wear those nice uh, shirts with a white collar and uh, <laughs> suspenders. Yeah. He could yell at a guy for helping him do his job and then fire him. Like, I don't Bring know. Bring in that the warthog. I don't know if that would work uh, for Disney, but uh, visually, really incredible. Um, that's, I guess, why you get Tim Burton here. Uh, the technology is is at a point where these goddamn animals look incredible. And you add Burton's style to this with crazy colors. And yeah, and this 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 circus that Michael Keaton builds is ridiculous. Um especially it's supposed to be take place in, in post World War One, like nineteen twenties or something. Um pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um and then also it's got a great another great Danny Elfman score, so I love that. Um, yeah. But the moment to moment movie isn't all that interesting. Uh, the, the movie doesn't really have anything new to say about anything. I don't think. Uh, although it does try to have some sort of like environmental message about circuses and entertainment and that kind of stuff. But you know, it kind of falls flat. But um, if you have Disney Plus, it's not the worst thing to put on. It's cool to look at. Yeah, but no, like, I'm, you, I'm, I figured, I feel like I could put this on and not really pay attention. I, I think it would be better if Michael Keaton um, was introduced way earlier and got more screen time. That he doesn't show up until later. And like, honestly, he, he doesn't show up until after the Disney movie would have been over. Wow. If that's, if you want to, if you know the Disney movie where it's like. That movie pretty much ends once it reali- they realize that, oh, yeah, Dumbo can fly and it could be a, an attraction. Yeah. So, I mean, you'll make fun of me, but I didn't know that's why that makes the ride m- makes more sense at Disneyland. I've never seen Dumbo. Oh, yeah. Well, he's like a freak. He has big ears and everyone makes fun of him. Uh, but it turns out those big ears allow him to fly, which is like, I feel like Rudolph just ripped that story off like 20 years later. Yeah, Where it's like, oh, the freak actually has talent. <laughs> another another weird thing for this movie. So the end credits has like a song like from the original Disney. So this is not a musical. Unlike a lot of these other remakes are still musicals. They still have the songs. Uh, this doesn't have the songs. Um, but at the end, it has one of the old songs and the Arcade Fire do it. And it's like, that's kind of cool. It's weird for that. It's like their first song in like four or five years yeah, is for a Disney movie. Yeah. That's uh, I don't, maybe Tim Burton's friends with them. I don't know. I imagine so. All right. Well, should I do mine? Then you can do your one and a half. Sure. So I don't know if I spoke on this last week or not, but I've been looking for the movie Gladiator for like three months uh, on streaming. And every week or so, I would check iTunes and Amazon just to see is like, this should be $2 to rent or, you know, six bucks to buy. Like, 
this movie's 20 years old. Why is it, you know, that they're charging $15 to buy a digital copy of it anywhere or rent a digital copy of it for a buck? Like, that's what it should cost. I, I don't know. That's my platform when I run for governor. Uh, shake it up. But finally, it's on uh, HBO Max. But as you're listening to this, you if you want to watch, you better act fast because this thing's leaving on uh, January 1. It's gone. At least from HBO Max. If it shows up elsewhere, who knows? But I hadn't seen this movie since probably 2012 or 2002, rather. So quite some time. And I didn't understand some of it because I was a kid. This movie is phenomenal. I imagine you've seen it. Yeah, but also way back when, like I remember going to Blockbuster and getting this. So, I mean, I've only seen this on a VHS tape. Yeah. So, I mean, just incredible fight scenes. It's got the uh, guy who eats the beer stein and beer fest. What do you think of that? Head fuck. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Joaquin Phoenix obviously just kills it because that's what he does. Um now, it was really fun to rewatch and uh, just awesome. I don't know. It's one of those movies I, I know I would enjoy and I don't get to watch enough. I'm also very fascinated with the Coliseum. And uh, if you know of any good uh, like Nat Geo style documentaries about the Coliseum, I'm uh, wide open for that. Yeah. Uh, because now you tell me if you know this, they used to stage mock sea battles in the Coliseum. Yeah, I think they had, uh, yeah, water stuff too. Even like they had like they had to fight alligators and stuff like that too. Like so insane, this thing. Yeah. It could hold like fifty to 80,000 people. Yeah. It was built in the year, well, over like 10 years and then, you know, 100 years worth of re- or modifications afterward, but in the year like 60. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, all that, that history stuff that, I mean, we never get because we're in America, which has only been around for... 300 years. I mean, California is like 90 years old. California has a Coliseum that's like over 100 years old. But it's a little different. They didn't have any mock sea trials and uh, alligator fighting and lions that would come up from underground. No, but multiple Olympics. So there you go. (laughs) I guess. Gladiator 2 coming soon. I feel like they did make a Gladiator 2 or something. I don't think so. <laughs> Direct to DVD. I don't know. Well, what's your other one? Uh, all right. So the last movie I have um, is a n- new really released movie to Amazon. Uh, Hold the sound- on. I hate to stop you in your tracks because I had to look this up. There is a Gladiator 2 rumored. Production is announced. Director Ridley Scott. Plot unknown. Sequel to Ridley Scott's Gladiator. Yeah, he's a crazy person. He's like 85 years old, but he makes a movie a year now. I wouldn't be surprised if he had some idea. Like, yeah, let's do it. Interesting. Like, he did Alien after like 40 years. He's like, I'm going back to it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It says that uh, Russell Crowe is skeptical of the possibility (laughs) of uh, Gladiator 2 happening. Yeah. He's also not in shape enough to do Gladiator 2. (laughs) Yeah. Well, at this point, he'd... He'd have to be under a big robe the whole time. He'd be the uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, Rocky from Creed, where he's just like an old man, but he can help the other guy. Yeah. Now, he does say on here that they've basically been having this same conversation since the year 2000. (laughs) Yeah. So. Okay. 
Well, are you ready? Yes. All right. So the movie, the other movie I watched available on Amazon Prime is The Sound of Metal. So I had read about this before it came to Amazon Prime and I was actually going to do, you know, what you said not to and maybe rent it, but I uh, didn't get around to it. And then I just happened to be seeing what was on Amazon and oh, it's right there. Amazon bought the rights to it. Um, so after. that's the sequel to The Sound of Music? Not at all. Oh. Um, but this like, yeah, it was one of the things that got released in theaters two months ago and got reviews. And I was like, oh, this has got great reviews. I should watch this. And then came to Amazon like two weeks ago. Uh, but it's uh, Riz Ahmed um, playing a drummer for a metal band who then is starting to go deaf. So it's kind of a, a scary little setup there. And like, how do you deal with not only potentially losing one of your senses, um, one that you would think is important, but also not just important for anyone, but inf- definitely important for someone that's how he makes his livelihood is, is music. And what do you do if you can't hear anymore and uh, goes into that and how he has to uh, try to learn how to be deaf if that's what's going to happen and, you know, learn sign language and all that stuff. It is a very good, like, small movie. Uh, he, he's great in it. You would probably not like it because it's about uh, people on the fringes of society. <laughs> it's Whoa. like it's him and his uh, the, the band is just him and his his girlfriend and they're both kind of they're I'd say dirty looking people. That's what you would say. You would say they don't have parents. Yeah. Sounds like something I would yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's it's a section of society that exists and there's still people and they have problems and troubles. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is very good. It was, I think it's like 97% of Rotten Tomatoes or something right now. Um, I would not say it's a 10 out of 10, but for something that's on Amazon and there's not a lot out there that uh, I would not be surprised to see this get some awards consideration. So, okay. Like I think it would, it would have gotten awards consideration anyways this year. Um, I think it won some film festivals. And again, it's one of those things that also was made. I think it won like film festivals last year, like in 2019. So it's been made for a while and then they just didn't know how to release it because of what happened this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I probably won't check that out, but maybe the listener will. Yeah, it's it's interesting. What else you got? What's your half? All right. My half is maybe one and a half. I don't know more than that. Um, I've just been watching some christmas shows on hulu like episodes of old tv oh yeah they have a little section there um which got me curious which is it doesn't show everything but uh, i watched an episode of full house uh jesse uh gets snow in the backyard i think it's a, a classic Ooh, hot dog yeah um an episode of malcolm or two episodes of malcolm in the middle which i don't think i've ever watched uh reruns of that show i watched that show when it was on like back in the day like fox sunday nights with the simpsons um but i don't that's not like a show that was on tbs uh that would watch reruns of so it was kind of fascinating to go back and watch that show Mm -hmm. especially the brian cranston part of that where it's like oh yeah this guy's like one of the most respected actors working right now and he was in this silly show this is I'm, I'm looking through this also. You got some step by step on here. Yeah. You got uh Family Matters. 
and it, it, it like rotates what what you watch. Like I watched one and then it took it off and put like a new thing on there. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've uh, I rewatched a couple of the last man standing ones just because Tim Allen kills any, you know, Halloween and Christmas, uh, especially on uh, Home Improvement, which is now like illegal. Uh, you're not allowed to buy it anywhere for some reason. Well, I'm not I'm not going to buy it, but watch it. anyway. Yeah. I, I also watched a couple Simpsons Christmas episodes on Disney Plus. That is also its own section, too. Yeah, I've seen that, but I haven't been that into wanting to do that. Yeah. It's surprisingly there's not that many Simpsons Christmas episodes. I feel like they just go bigger on Halloween. Well, the first episode of The Simpsons ever is a Christmas episode. Oh, wow. Uh, But they only had like four more. And I wasn't ever going to watch. I'm not going to watch the newer seasons. Just depressing. But yeah, it was like the next one was like season seven. Hmm. It seems like every sitcom had a Christmas episode every year, but that's not just that's not true. No, it'd be smart for them to. First off, it's, you know, I feel like it's it's not that hard to write one of those. And second off, you're going to get a lot of eyes every year, basically wanting to watch it again. Well, they never thought about people watching shows again, ever. I guess. Yeah. Also on the Hulu thing um, is the uh, the Festivus episode. Oh, uh, yeah, I imagine that. Yeah, which is funny because that's just... Seinfeld always had like nine plots going on every episode. So that was only like one plot of it that also had, I think that episode it's called the strike and it was, so I guess the main plot was the Kramer with the uh, bagel shop. Yeah. I remember they had something like that for, it was the Frogger episode episode and that was categorized under Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't a Halloween episode. I was even thinking, I was like, I don't think they ever really did that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was not Halloween at all. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, anything else to add before we wrap up this uh, somewhat holiday pod? Uh, No, I'm I'm good. All right. Well, uh, enjoy uh, an eggnog and uh, have a happy holiday, listener. And we'll see you in the new year. I'm uh, Sean. And uh, for episode 198, joined with me was Off-Road. Where's my present, Andy? Thank you. We'll see you later.